0: That was a good rant, man. that was good i I, don't I really can't compete now.
1: with these rants, man. <laughs> I just don't hate my number one as much as you hate your number two. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Pulp Fliction, the top five edition of our podcast. This is the show where we count down top five anything, top five movies, actors, actresses. This week, though, we're going to hate on some stuff. We're going to count down our top five most hated movies of all time here on Pulp Fliction in honor of a movie we love to hate this week that released <laughs> last week, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. I am Brandon Rabar, joined by Jacob Crissip and Rachel Jameson, always on here, here on Pulp Fiction. So any parameters or disclaimers? The only one I have is we did a top five most overrated movies of all time at one point. I tried not to have any crossover. There was one movie that did crossover because I couldn't leave it off. But that was really the only thing that that I, I just didn't want to repeat anything. Did you guys have any sort of parameters here?
1: Um, I agree with that. The movies that I hate on the most, I hate them because they're not good, and people think they're really good. Um, and so I tried to avoid repeating overrated movies because to me that's it's nearly the same list. But there are some movies that didn't get mentioned or just sucked that I want to <laughs> that I want to hate on. <laughs>
2: yeah i mean really for me it it kind of comes down to um i'm not going to put movies on this list that are obvious i'm not going to put like actually a director we were just talking about roland emmerich and half of his resume uh or almost all of it on this list 2012 you know those are obvious movies that are bad movies
0: yeah when okay and I'll, I'll piggyback on that because i was the same way like Epic movie, date movie, things like that. I'm like, well, everybody knows those suck, so it'd be stupid to mention those. Everybody right. hates those. Most
2: of the movies I'm on those are for personal reasons, mm-hmm. uh, something I maybe I disagreed with. Um, as far as it being overrated, um, I just stuck. Com- I'm completely different on these because I just have a passion against all of these movies, pretty Sweet. much. Um, so it'll be more of a vent, and hope I can keep my. My hatred in line to at least where it makes some sense. Nah. <laughs> because just, sometimes just, you can get sporadic when that happens. Just maliciously
0: <laughs> hate on these movies with no filter whatsoever or make it more fun. Yeah. This is our top five most hated movies of all time here on Pulp Fliction. It's fun to hate and we're going to do it this episode in honor of Batman versus Superman. Jacob, we'll let you go first. What is your number five most hated movie of all time? After loving the first movie that
2: came out in 1990, I hate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret (laughs) of the Ooze. ooze. Yes. After we had this great first showing of of the first one. It was amazing. There was some cool violence in it. I thought the acting was really good, especially for some of the voiceovers. Jim Henson gets upset about the violence in it, and we get this movie where it's corny, um they just completely abandon Casey Jones, April O'Neil, you know new actor, actress, mm-hmm. new director, everything is new and then the worst of the worst is we get a ridiculous dance scene with with vanilla ice. <laughs> I hated go every ninja, bit of it. Go ninja, Even go ninja, go ninja, go. Even as a 12 year old kid, no 11 year old kids came out in 91. I recognized that that was a bad idea. They killed the franchise. They killed anything for the future because they were catering more towards younger audience but a younger audience will recognize when something's stupid Mm-hmm. Or at least I did, <laughs> and I mean, you know what? They didn't even put Bebop and Rocksteady in it. They put a wolf and a, a, a other giant looking turtle thing. I remember that. Made that zero made zero no sense. sense. Yeah, what no, they I were mean. doing that was, I mean, if you are going to try and pull off those two characters, the early nineties is the time to do that. Oh yeah,
0: because you kind of have a license to be a little bit cheesy, and then it'll be accepted.
2: Yeah, I mean it was just frustrating because we talked so highly of the first movie, which we all recognize has its flaws. You know, I know it's not the best movie, but, you know, because as a kid, you love that sort of thing. But this was a whole other level of, what were you thinking? You You just killed it. And by the time they came out with the third one, you know, they're just... Reaching, they just completely killed what's generally pretty common book stories. Mm-hmm. God, there's some really out there ideas, and they're they're going to the samurai country for the third one, going back in time.
0: I got to be honest, I never even watched the third one. I did. Did you? Did you like it? That-
1: I, I honestly liked all of them when I was a kid. I haven't watched it as an adult.
0: Have you seen
2: the second one as an adult? No, I haven't. Have you, Brandon?
0: I'll be completely honest with you, I didn't like it at all, so I only watched it once and it was when it first came out. So I I remember zero from Secret of the Ooze because I didn't like it. It's
2: infuriating. Okay, I believe they are even so troubled by Michelangelo's nunchucks, he does not use them in the second movie. Oh really? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's right.
0: Huh. No way. Yeah. That's so stupid. Yeah.
2: I mean you just what are you thinking?
0: I watched the first one probably a hundred times. I watched Secret of the Ooze once and I never watched the third one. I hope that one of us picks a movie like you don't love Secret Lose, right? You no. just kind of liked it. I hope one of us picks. I a mean, when I was a kid, the other I, person loves.
1: <laughs> I don't remember much about it, but I I did love Ninja Rap. I <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: hate that stuff. Hate it. The
3: foot. Woo! It's party time, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I win, <with> you lose. <laughs> Yo! It's the Green Machine. Gonna rock the town without being seen. He's in the top kick down. Slay them Jerry to the One kick, two
4: kick, three kick, four. Oh, you feel the dojack of the And That is the place with the power of the ninja turtles. Ice man. You know I'm not playing. Just
3: to take a show what the turtles are saying. Ninja, ninja, right. Uh, ninja, ninja. Wishbone crunch on two. Cut!
0: I actually saw Vanilla Ice perform with the Ninja Turtles. Like, as did three I. Four yeah. Years ago. yeah, that was awesome. Uh, that was cool. Like as three or four years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was like this big '90s hip hop show, and Vanilla Ice was the headliner. Tone Loke was there. Young MC was there. It was actually a pretty cool show, <laughs> and Vanilla Ice and the Ninja Turtles were there. It was pretty cool. Like as an adult, it was fun in a cheesy way. Uh, this is not a. Endorsement of Secret of the Ooze But it was fun to (laughs) see But it is an
1: endorsement Of Ninja Rap Yeah (laughs) Live With Ninja Turtles And Vanilla Eyes That's a good Uh, choice
0: I hate when sequels Just completely crap On the first In a series And kind of ruins The whole series From there on out I mean
2: I think it's fair To say that Almost every origin story Is going to beat out The the sequel Oh yeah yeah. Um, It's just amazing How consistent they are at it Yeah It's amazing Yeah Uh,
0: Rachel Your number five Most hated movie Of all time
1: well, that's strong. These are just movies that I kind of hate. Okay, your number five okay. movie that you kind of hate. Uh, I've got a passion <laughs> for pretty much all of mine. Um, American Sniper. This movie, this may be like... An
4: American! Kind of.
1: <laughs> it may be kind of crappy of me, but Chris Kyle, whatever. Uh, he's probably a fine dude. I don't know. I don't know anything about Chris Kyle. My issue with this movie is that it's so freaking manipulative and and skews away from the book when it's convenient to make chris kyle look like this superhero of a soldier instead of a dude that had some problems that was a good sniper and was a soldier and was a real person and made him look like some weird like crazy superhero and that really bothered me i hate emotionally manipulative movies and that's what American Sniper was, and so many people bought it. Like, oh. They just took it as fact, and it was not at all. There's so many things, even as far as the main plot points that he's looking for... Um, I'm trying to think of... Okay, so I guess they're looking for... I, I don't quite remember. I only saw it once. But the main terrorist is known as the Butcher. Never mentioned in the book that it's based on at all. Yeah. And they spend the majority of the movie looking for this guy.
0: Yeah, they needed like a main enemy, and I think... Well, that that that's what they had
2: true. the uh, his... His sniper, his equivalent sniper on the opposite side, right. Who was the Olympian, right? And that, he existed,
1: but they were never right against each other.
2: Exactly, and even that shot there at the end of it, that never happened, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's the, assumed the... that he may have got him, but that that you know, you had that that cheesy slow motion bullet no, was, shot yes. flying through the air. Like it, for me, it was like Clint Eastwood, dude. What are you thinking? Yeah. You know, I didn't bring this up in the last one, but I did watch Unforgiven for the first time in a long time last yeah. week. And Clint Eastwood, I, I think, is a great director. Yeah, he He's done some great movies. Yeah. And when I saw that, it's like, dude, you're so above that.
0: Yeah, it was cheap. And I think you're right. I think the, what it all comes down to, to me, I agree with you. I thought that American Sniper was severely overrated by critics and by audiences. Yep. I mean, it made a ton of money. Yep. And, you know, I'm all about, like, we need more patriotism nowadays. Yeah, yeah. And we need more love for America. what? So I want that, but I don't want it to come through an avenue that's cheap and manipulative and, and false. And right. I felt like this movie did falsify facts to present him as a bigger hero than he was and to emotionally manipulate an audience. And it worked.
1: I mean, even things like they said there was a $180,000 bounty placed on his head, which would have made him the most wanted man in Iraq. He just had the typical American sniper bounty on him.
0: Like, really? Yeah, yeah see,
1: that's crazy. It was. Yeah. Uh, it start, It started at twenty thousand dollars and ended around eighty thousand dollars. He explained that there is that's a similar bounty as rewarded for any American killing any American so sniper. That's, that's crazy. So,
2: what source are you looking at? Just out of curiosity.
1: Uh, Entertainment Weekly did. A, they always okay. do a fact checking for for movies like American Sniper. Okay. Um. So just things. The fact that it was so manipulative. His story is probably interesting enough to present it as it really was. I don't know right. why I don't know why they feel the need to do that other than people just eat it up but it just pisses me off honestly yeah. and so uh every time this movie was brought up as like some masterpiece and everybody was like oh this is so it it irked me every single time just because yeah, it's it so n- manipulative it made a,
0: a ton- I think it was number 1 at the box office that year it was nominated for best picture he was nominated well, for best Actor. it was so
2: hot it beat out and i'm trying to find the movie that it beat out for best picture because a lot of people disagreed that it came in because it kind of stole it did what other other
0: movies yeah, Thunder. Wasn't, wasn't it um the martin luther king wasn't selma selma i mean it could I have think been yeah it, i think it was selma that it, it kind of took its spot and i
1: appreciated selma because they didn't present martin luther king Junior as As a perfect human being
0: If anything They kind of went The opposite they way They did but And like kind of like, I was like Well you don't need To get down on him That much He's awesome But I like, did appreciate
1: yeah, That they yeah, presented I'm him As you. a fallible yeah. person The uh, yeah.
2: budget for this movie Was 58.8 million dollars And it, it ended up Making worldwide 547 million Which is insane For that's this type crazy. of movie
0: That is an insane amount yeah. of I will and, say
2: and When they showed The live coverage uh, During the credits That's the most quiet And respectful I've ever seen an audience Right I thought that was
0: really cool I think the live coverage is a lot more effective than the movie itself. I thought, sure. like, you oh, know. I got emotional
2: a little bit. Yeah, and 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 I guess for more me, so p- about like how the people rolled out, or, right? You know,
0: yeah. And for me, kind of the premise just in general just isn't all. That. I'm like, okay, so he was a good sniper, but I mean, he. It's kind of more safe to be the sniper. Like, it's not as dangerous as being on the ground, like, True. going through. The, but sniper also, sounds so cool. It sounds like, cool. But 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 then also my other feeling was, like, he had more opportunities to get, like... Because the whole thing is he had the highest kills. I mean... Well, it, it
2: definitely teeter-tottered on the glorification of it did. the kill count. Yes. Yes. You know? Like, if he had this many kills um thank you for your service but like i said the movie kind of exploited that yep, in a did. way yeah. that you really kind of i think it wrote a lot of people wrong
1: yes yep so sure, overall i do think there should be more movies about um soldiers and things like that but this was just so manipulative that it
0: irked me that's a good choice i'm glad you brought that up we we've never talked about that. Before. you hate america <laughs> nah, no i don't <laughs> Uh, my number five most hated movie of all time, and this is gonna be probably I would assume the most obscure movie we talk about. Um, it's a movie called Last Days. Do you guys, either of you know yeah. this movie? Isn't this
1: the Kurt Cobain movie?
0: It's a movie I wish it was the Kurt Cobain. It's a movie inspired. Oh, that's right. By that's Kurt right. Co- it's basically supposed to be the Kurt Cobain movie, but they didn't basically didn't get the license to make yeah, the Kurt right. Cobain movie, that's so right. it's basically this is a Kurt Cobain movie, but we can't say the name Kurt Cobain. It was Gus Van Sant, who, of course, I mean, he's, he's yeah. hit and miss to me. But good, he makes Goodwill pretty things. Milk. Yeah. Two movies I really enjoy. Yes, yeah. He's great. Yeah. But then he's done movies like Elephant. And uh, I mean, he's, he's he's hit or miss for me. I mean, I love Goodwill Hunting and Milk was really good. Um, here's my deal. The, and it stars Michael Pitt, who looks a lot like Kurt Cobain here's the synopsis the Seattle set rock and roll drama about a musician whose life and career is reminiscent of Kurt Cobain's
2: what? I mean it's, it looks just like him um, yeah it looks just it like is. Kurt Cobain
0: it, it's basically the Kurt Cobain story here's why I hate this movie it is bar none absolutely 100% the most boring movie I've ever seen in my life <laughs> nothing happens in this movie it is like the longest shots of nothing happening I mean like I remember a scene where he's making macaroni and cheese and it takes like 10 minutes. Like, just making... (laughs) Like, it's basically like him at his home just kind of being bummed out. Then it goes on for an hour and 45 minutes. I gave this movie a one out of a 10. I was so pissed off. It's like the ultimate pretentious artsy movie. It's like they couldn't cover exactly like... Nirvana and the whole Courtney Love thing and all that. So it's like, hey, let's try to make a Kurt Cobain movie where he's just kind of bummed out and sitting around he's his house.
2: all the time. Say what? Where he's just depressed.
0: Yeah, that's exactly. It was just him sitting around his house being depressed for an hour and 45 minutes. I mean, they wouldn't no, even show
2: like nothing. the bipolar tendencies that we've heard he had.
0: No, I mean, he is just bummed out the whole time. I mean, it, uh, I wouldn't. Not before, ACDC, sorry. Yeah, ACDC. ACDC. <laughs> uh, ADHD. 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 Yeah. Uh, that would be more interesting. That would be more interesting than anything that actually happened. I, I actually want you guys to watch this movie.
1: Oh, I remember when see. you watched it originally and how I mad you were about it.
0: Pissed. I I had never been so mad about watching a movie because it, n- nothing happens. Hmm. Literally... He is sitting around his house the entire movie. It's also starring Lucas
2: Haas, who's the little boy in Witness, but that's just yeah. random information. Yeah.
0: Oh, good call. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You
1: don't want to w- sit around and watch Kurt Cobain make some mac and cheese.
0: I mean, it <laughs> <laughs> <That> sounds awesome. <laughs> it, it was it was so 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 boring. It it was the ultimate to me. It was kind of the ultimate fu like artsy f- for being artsy sake, pretentious for being pretentious sake. Uh, I don't care how cool the shots looked or anything like that. It, nothing happened in this movie. That is my number five most hated movie of all time. <sighs> Jacob, your number four most hated <laughs> movie of all time.
2: My number four is Promised Land. And there's a oh. personal reason behind this. Yep. Because I worked as a landman for six years. And um, this stars Matt Damon came yes. out in... Um, what 2000
1: I think it is just now available on Netflix too.
2: It did just come out on Netflix. Oh, um, so you can rewatch it. Huh? So you can rewatch it. Yeah, exactly. Um I'll I'll back off of it on this. Uh, I do believe it's filmed well. Oh, look at that. Chris Van Sant's the director.
0: Are you serious? Yep. <laughs> That's right. It is, is. Well. Um, What are the chances? Wow.
2: So i do think it's filmed well i am okay with the acting in it because it stars matt damon francis mcdormand john krasinski and i think how how holbrook's good in it Mm -hmm. um it's the inaccuracies in the storyline because it is written by john krasinski and matt damon that that are just so unfair to the to the industry to, to the industry right and I think that's where Hollywood or writers the have liberalism a, a upper and, hand yeah. and sometimes they can they can skew facts, just like in American Sniper really. Right, yeah. And yeah. Um, you know when well, I was watching this movie spectrum. I was just so frustrated in how they were telling the story from so many different angles. Um, it just was unfair to the, the general viewer that watches it and will believe
0: that yeah I didn't know and here we are we're all from Oklahoma and I remember when you saw this and I remember you being pissed I I was
2: so upset I was so upset I was so angry at, at their approach to this because I mean I could really pick apart little things about it that are just wrong but it's when they decide where he like he's kind of creating the carnival I've seen it a couple times oh have you yeah um, but when he's doing the carnival and no one shows up and so he's washing his face at the water thing talking to francis mcdormand and he starts to drink out of it she goes don't drink that while she's drinking out of a, wa- a, a water bottle a store-bought water bottle and it's like that is so such bullshit right i mean I, it makes me so mad like i, I hate this movie with the passion because it's inability to tell the right way i mean if you want to get down to it matt damon if he's a if he's an uh, an in-house landman they don't ever go out in the field and talk to a town like he did they don't that's not right that's not what they do mm-hmm. it's a it's a contract worker that goes out and they go you know get all the leasing stuff and and you know when they're trying to sign like say a, the lower i, I believe it's a lower class individual who uh he doesn't have much you know much acreage and many royalties and you know matt damon was just trying to get him to sign this lease which is they're not going to just tell you lies just to get you to sign a lease. A practical person is going to say, "Look, you're probably only going to get like you know a hundred bucks an acre or whatever." And so when this guy goes out and he's you know buys the Corvette and they over show all that, they they it's very heavy handed. I mean, I even know critics recognize the heavy handedness, mm-hmm. but the guy's like, "Hey, you got the new ride I just got," and then like later on he's like, "I'm broke because you lied to me." I mean, that is so false i'm not saying that that every every landman out there is a, a good person all that but there's so many inaccuracies in this and i know they try and show the battles that matt damon has between what's right and wrong in this right. movie yeah. and there's a lot of things about uh environment that i agree with and the uh, natural gas industry about fracking my own personal opinions about the industry and a lot of it's because i have my master's in energy management so i can talk about this stuff yeah. at a certain level which makes me awesome no (laughs) it just really you can tell it just ignites a fire Yeah. and and this is the kind of movie that's just not right and well the actors have the upper hand it's really frustrating because I I like Mac Damon I like John Krasinski I like Francis McDormand I
0: like them all too I can
2: take a step back and view them as actors Mm -hmm. and I appreciate what they do on screen regardless of their politics I agree but when you tell an inaccurate story like this it is wrong and it, it really influences a lot of people and it affects a lot of things in our economy
4: Why don't you tell me? Because I'm really curious about what it is that I don't get. Money. Money. And I'm not talking about little pay increases. I'm talking about fuck you money. You don't want to apply for college loans for your kid? This money says fuck you loans. You worried about car payments? Fuck you payments. The bank's going to come and foreclose on your farm? Fuck you bank. Fuck you money is the ultimate liberator, and underneath your town there's fuck you money. So think long and hard about all those brutal days working and and, and and the goddamn checks you get from whatever frozen peas company's buying. Think about how much you made on your best day, and then think real hard about how much you made on your worst. Cause let's be honest with each other. They're all looking like that more and more nowadays, right? These people, this town, this life, it is dying or damn near dead. And you all see it coming, and you just don't get the fuck out of the way. Why? Why? Pride of what? What do you got? Shit, how much of it is even yours? I bet all of you are getting subsidy checks from the government, right? Now, when those stop coming, when all the help stops coming, and you got nowhere left to go, you're going to remember this conversation and remember the guy who came in and looked you in the eye and said, fuck you.
0: You're an asshole. Well, it pissed me off after you told me the inaccuracies. Because I, I I didn't think it was that great a movie anyways. I gave it a 7 out of 10. I was fine with it. I thought it was a little whatever. Uh, but then I I remember I rated it one point less after you told me about the inaccuracies because it pissed me off. Uh, and you do wonder, because I do like those actors, like what kind of false information have they been? Like where are they getting their information? They're obviously not as educated on this as you or people who actually are in the industry. So, I mean, they were obviously really passionate about it and felt the need to tell the story, but they've been fed some lies along the way, you know, from the opposite side of the spectrum. Well,
2: you take a documentary like Gasland, and really there's an opposite documentary, oh, what's it called, in, in favor of it, which is completely heavy-handed and over-the-top mm-hmm. as well. And, look, I, I know there's, again, there's the... There's the controversial side of fracking, and because this is filmed up in Pennsylvania area, where mm. they aren't used to a lot of things that we see in the, right. in the Midwest, in the Southwest. I'm talking oil rigs, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's a whole other, that's a whole other topic, yeah. But it's just the little things, even like at the very beginning, where it shows him and Francis McDormand in a store buying clothes, buying jeans, boots, and a flannel shirt. Just so they can look like a common, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. infuriating. That. infuriating. Yeah. It's
0: infuriating. Yeah, it's insulting. It's insulting being ar- from around here. It's, it's insulting. It's cheap. It's a cheap shot. It is.
2: Yeah, I think you can write. I think you can really approach these topics, as specifically as I maybe try to present them just now, without having to lie about some of that stuff. Right. right.
0: Well, and these are the reasons to hate movies. Like when you can get like personal and you know something's <laughs> inaccurate, like it gives you a reason to really hate them. Rachel, your number four most hated movie of all time.
1: I'm going to go with Jobs. Jobs. The Ashton Kutcher version of the Steve Jobs story. Yes. Which I just
2: watched uh, this last year.
1: (laughs) Man, was that movie terrible. Yeah. Like, I've never hated someone more after walking out of that. Like, I wanted to get rid of my iPhone. I never (laughs) wanted to have anything to do with Apple anything ever again because would just what a terrible person what are, and you I don't...
0: Your, what are you reading your list off of
1: my phone yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean I know <laughs> I still kept it <laughs> Because I refuse to take jobs as pure fact. Like, there had to be some redeeming quality, but you would never know it from this movie whatsoever. It's terribly acted. It's terribly Uh, written. It's a huge mess of a storyline. It is. The editing was awful. There are no redeeming qualities of that. And I just remember walking out so pissed off. One, that the movie was so bad. And two, that Steve Jobs was such a dick.
0: Uh, like he, he was I was she- just yeah. so
1: irritated after that movie, and I generally don't have any type of emotional response to just bad movies. Yeah, but I was like, I think their intention was to portray him like the new Steve Jobs movie portrayed him. Like, oh yeah, kind of a dick, but a smart guy and respected, and the people that loved him loved him despite all of that stuff. Right. And it did not accomplish any of those things. He was just a dick.
4: Yeah. Everything is a pressing issue. If we want to make the vision. For Lisa, a reality. We got to put in the hours and make something great. Yeah, but we have a hard date on this software. And I'm sorry, but adding pretty fonts is not going to change that. I mean. Bill. If you don't share. Our enthusiasm. And care. For the vision of this company. No, 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 no. It's just, I just, I'm not understanding. Get out what? Get your shit and get out. You're done. What are you gonna? You gonna fire me? No, I already fired you. Why are you still here, Steve? He was our our best programmer in the division. He's the best programmer that doesn't care about our vision.
1: (laughs) And then uh, at the end, there's apparently some sort of reconciliation with his family, which we saw none of whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Um, the timeline jumped around so much that it yeah. didn't even make sense. I don't know. I That movie just irritated me in every way possible.
0: It was, it was an awful movie. And, and Ashton <laughs> Kutcher was. was just... I felt bad for Ashton Kutcher because I know he that he... He was like, trying so, so hard. He, try, he just has no talent. Like, no, I mean, what it that's comes unfortunate. down to. He's a guy that's good doing punked and that's it. He, he can't act worth a lick. But I it felt bad for him because he, I felt like he, he like I read about it. He really like did all this research. He like tried to be a method actor for this. Like he sunk his, and he was just awful. He was he terrible, was so
1: bad. And
2: anytime he started yelling, he just turned into Kelso. <laughs> yeah, he did. yeah, he did.
0: The dude just can't act. But you're right. It, it Jobs came off looking like a huge jerk, and it was a terrible movie. So there was like nothing to enjoy from this movie. Um, I will say, and we kind of covered it. This movie made you appreciate the new movie more. I did. It, it gave me it some add sort a of background yeah. to to this movie.
2: Yeah, you know, um, we reviewed uh, Steve Jobs in f- the fall. Yeah, and so I had never seen Jobs, and so I watched it before I saw Steve Jobs. And really, it helped me understand a lot of what happened in Steve yeah. Jobs. It did,
1: because they skipped over a lot of stuff in Steve Jobs. Exactly. That was exactly. covered in Jobs.
2: So, uh, in a way, it was kind of strange, because I found things that I liked about Jobs, even though I recognized it was a terrible movie. Was The guy but, that
0: played Was was pretty good in Jobs. Like, to me, that was Josh like... Josh Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought he did a pretty solid job. Was is always the redeeming yeah.
1: part of... Anything about Steve Jobs? Yeah. That's true. But I, this movie just irked me so much. <laughs>
0: who did it's I such a who dick? Drew, who drew, did Gus Van Sant direct it? I was actually about to say that. <laughs> uh, that would be amazing. Uh, I, have it, uh, I have it right
2: here. It's um, I forget. It's a uh, Joshua Michael Stern. I'm not really familiar with him. Well, He's also go. directed Swing Vote, Never Was.
0: <laughs> Never was a good director. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and the contractor.
0: Yeah, he also host- yeah. And why would would you put the story about this, you know, one of the the biggest, you know, real life people of the 20th, 21st century? Why would you put his story in such awful hands? Did
1: they not push this out right after he died to try to capitalize
0: capitalize on it? Which was
1: even, that was irritating as well. I love that one of the trivia facts is this film was made with absolutely no involvement from Apple. No, duh. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically a big attack on Apple it, and, and Jobs. I don't
1: think that was its intent, though. No, I think I right. I think it was trying to make him look good, and it just I think it failed it was just miserably. just poor hands.
0: Ugh, the director and, and, and Ashton were just so awful. Yeah, this is true. That's a good choice. My number four most hated movie of all time, and this, this is probably a surprise, um, As Good As It Gets. Really? The movie starring Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt. Really? I hate this movie, and here's really? why. To me, it was a very ordinary movie that for some reason caught this hype train and convinced everybody it was a brilliant movie. I like Jack Nicholson. I'm a fan of Jack sure. Nicholson. I think Jack Nicholson. I don't know many
2: people who don't like Jack Nicholson. Well, yeah, Nicholson.
0: He's, he's great. But in this movie, I felt like he was rewarded just for being Jack Nicholson with ADD. He was just Jack Nicholson, and Helen Hunt was just Helen Hunt. And people, freaking lo- critics, True. audiences, everybody loved this movie. And I got so pissed off because 1997 was filled with fantastic movies. This was a year LA, LA Confidential, Confidential. Goodwill Hunting, uh, Titanic, obviously, Donnie Brasco, The Apostle, Amistad, Boogie Knights. This year was filled with great movies. And besides Titanic, As Good As It Gets was the next biggest Oscar winner. And it was the kind of the second biggest critical movie of the year. And I was so pissed off because there were so many better movies that year than As Good As It Gets. I I haven't gotten over it, obviously. It's been almost 20 years, and little 20-year-old me was so pissed off at the <laughs> Academy Award. It was the first time where I just like – wholeheartedly disagreed with what the Academy of Wars was doing. And that's what sticks out in my mind about this. Because I saw this movie and I remember thinking, this is just a very ordinary movie. Jack is getting credit for... Just playing himself. And he has a
2: little... He was playing the... And, and he wouldn't um, stand
0: on cracks. Big deal. He wouldn't stand on cracks.
2: Obsessive-compulsive. Yeah, he I, obsessive-compulsive. I thought he was great in it. now I agree with you on Helen Hunt. Helen
0: Hunt was just Helen um, Hunt. She you know, was nothing.
2: But she was on a hot streak back then. She
0: got an Oscar for being in a movie with, with Jack Nicholson is what I felt like. Like, every everybody got overhyped in this movie. I felt Jack Nicholson did. I felt the movie itself did. I felt Helen Hunt did. Um... Robert Duvall, did you guys see The Apostle that year? He was incredible in The Apostle. Impo- one of Robert Duvall's all-time great performances. I felt like he was by far better than Jack Nicholson that year. I felt Matt Damon was better than Jack Nicholson that year. I obviously am biased, but I thought Al Pacino was better and Donnie Brasco than Jack Nicholson was that year. Oh, that was a great. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was great Donnie Brasco. And Jack Nicholson, because people love Jack Nicholson, got an Oscar... For as good as it gets. I, I'm i still pissed off. It's been almost 20 years and I'm still pissed off about it. I just feel like it was one of the most overhyped movies that year. So there's my rant on As Good As It Gets. <laughs> they left.
4: Yeah, what do you know? Brian says he doesn't care how long you've been coming. You ever act like this again. You're barred for life. I'm going to miss the excitement, but I'll handle it. Three eggs over easy, two sausage, six strips of bacon with fries. Fries today. A short stack, coffee with cream and sweetener.
3: You're gonna die soon with that diet. You know that.
4: Well, we're all gonna die soon. I will. You will. And it sure sounds like your son will.
2: I don't know how else to say this, but you make me want
0: to be a better man. Oh, and it really, I, I will say my, the thing I was most pissed off was Helen Hunt. The, this chick has no business having anything to do with the Oscars and she has a freaking Oscar. She has the same number as Oscars as, as Martin Scorsese, Al Pacino, more Oscars than Paul Newman. I mean, it's, or no, the same as Ooh, Paul Newman. It's a close one. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. So it seems bizarre, but my number four most hated movie is one I haven't gotten over. It's as good as it gets. That's a random one. I mean, yeah, I, I can totally see it though, especially on. The, it's just a regular, you know,
2: love romance. Yeah, it I, was. I do really like Jack Nicholson in it. His, you know, and, and I also like Greg Kinnear in it. I think he's good. Gre- uh, Greg Kinnear is Greg my favorite Kinnear part of the movie. Cuba Getting and Cuba Gooding Jr. And those two, those are my right.
0: favorite parts of the movie. I agree. <laughs> but it it, it it won for best actor or best actress. That's it. And two. that that was it. But it got nominated for everything. Everything.
2: Well, it was also directed by James L. Brooks, who directed Turns of Endearment. Right. He also did Broadcast News. Yep. Uh, so he's you know he's got a good resume on him, so there could
0: be that buzz in there, but whatever.
2: Yeah. There you <laughs> yeah.
0: go. Jacob, your number three most hated movie of all time.
2: Oh, I knew this was going to be on my list. It was just a matter of where. Spider-Man Three.
0: I knew, I knew yeah. it was coming. Yeah. I, I didn't this know where it was is, This be, is kind
2: but... of an easy, like an easy one because it's it's a bad movie. Like even you know it's a bad movie.
0: I don't think it's a bad movie. I think that it's a mixed movie. Maybe, maybe good you think that people are elements. harder
2: on it than it should be. I don't really know. All because th- with the okay, I, I don't really. I'm not a huge fan of any of San Raimi's Spider-Man movies. I mean, they're okay. I think a lot of that has to do with my reaction to Toby to Maguire. Maguire. You, yeah, you hate um, Toby Maguire. I also am not a huge Kirsten Dunst fan, especially in her early part of her career. I'm not a big fan of James Franco. So really, the casting is a huge problem for me in all of their movies, except for Doc Ock. I thought like, he was awesome. Oh, yeah, he was awesome. You know, and I like Willem Dafoe, too, as, as Green Goblin. Right. But it's those main three characters that are driving all three of these movies that I have to put up with. But by the time you get to, <laughs> by the time you get to Spider Man three, I mean, the first two were good, you know, and they throw all that out the window. Did did Sammy redirect the third one? Yeah, yeah he, he did. did. He, he had did. to, have. and I. I kind of get impressions because I did a little bit of research on it because I hadn't seen it since it came out. Right. And I do am I'm getting impressions that the studios was pushing him to do certain things. Yes. And, you know, you brought it up uh, I think at our last podcast where like forcing Venom in there because yes. it's Venom. Um, mm. There's just were a lot of things that just they, they don't explain why they did it. The motivations behind it. They were very forced because they had to do some of the stuff. There was just too much characters going on and really, I mean, if it really comes down to it, it's that darn damn dance <laughs> sequence that Toby Maguire is doing. It's like, what are they thinking? It's it goes right back to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. We're putting a dance sequence in a movie. I mean, they just you kill something that's great by doing dumb decisions. Who who thought of that? I mean, was that ever in a comic book? You know, he got him no. strutting down the street, pointing no, at girls, a, yeah. and looking like a complete creeper. It was, you know, stupid. his hair changed really from brown to black, and like a comb over back to yeah, brown again. Emo. I yeah. mean, there were some just poor decisions on this part, and having Tobey Maguire lead that whole effort is a disaster. And, and they in had my him opinion. cry
0: like a hundred times. <laughs> Spider Man was never a crier. They made him a crier for some reason in part three. The whole emo thing was stupid. Yes. I agree with all that. And the here's the backstory. Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 were huge hits. Right. Critics, right. audience, everything. I'm mean, like, at the time, Spider-Man ruled <laughs> the movie universe. And there was so much hype for part three. Because the trailers looked really good. And everyone loved the first two so much. So the expectations and the hype were crazy. It broke. I remember the, the box office uh, record for opening weekend. All those things. Hype was nuts. Expectations were out of control. I was the same way. And they did ruin it. They, they, What what happened was Sam Raimi didn't want to do Venom. He loved the old school. He was a Spider-Man fan, but he loved the old school characters. And Venom was a more of a new school villain. So, But the studios knew that Venom was the most popular Spider-Man villain. So they really wanted him to do Venom. So he kind of did an F you to the studio. He's like, fine, I'll put Venom in but it's not going to be until like the last 15 minutes, and we're going to kill him off immediately. They completely did it. He he really did a disservice to Venom the character. i always
2: thought Venom the character was a cool character. Oh, he's an awesome character. Yeah.
0: He's a great character. The problem was Sam Raimi was so old school that he wasn't down with Venom, and so he just made him a throwaway character when he's maybe Spider-Man's greatest villain. Right. Um, and then the whole emo thing was stupid. <laughs> I think what the problem was... They needed to show the symbiote making Spider-Man dark, but I think what the problem is, you know, whereas Batman lends itself to being dark and and adult audiences, Spider-Man at its core still is. You're going to get kids to go, right? Because kids love Spider-Man. It's it's he's sure, he's, he's cool. a bright, positive superhero. So I think I think he's cool, but whatever. Uh, I think I think it's cool, but whatever. Kids. I think I think that I mean spider Man's universal. I mean, adults and kids love Spider-Man. And I think that they were worried to make him actually go dark because you have kids going – So like, well, how can we make him dark but kids still see it? Like, well, instead of him making, making him evil, the symbiote, the soup, the stuff making him evil, we'll just kind of make him – cocky and and arrogant and that's what happened so it was a terrible decision kids aren't as stupid as you think they are and Uh. and i'll admit that i think there were a lot of good elements to it i think the sandman sequence when he becomes sandman was really really well done i agree with that Uh, if they would have just done sandman and not focused at all on venom and not done the whole evil emo stuff i think it would have been a solid movie but the entire Venom symbiote run the entire thing. Well, there's
2: two more plot th- holes that I want to bring up. Or not only. Okay, one is when they decide that Sandman is the man who killed Uncle Ben.
0: That was them too, and, and so they basically rewrote the, the whole
2: first first movie. It
0: rewrote the whole first movie and the comics. Yep. Yeah, it's the not. Comics. It's not. That was historically a accurate. Big, big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big mistake. It was.
2: And the other one was. You have James Franco acting as Green Goblin. He is all about, you know, getting to him and killing Spider Man. Yep. Then he has some kind of uh, uh, accident and has a I, I don't know amnesia. I don't know. And basically, his butler comes in and says, "Oh, hey, by the way, I was there when your father died, yeah. and he did it to himself. I was one to clean it up." It's like, why didn't you tell him that in the beginning? Yeah. And James Franco's like, "Oh," and they're friends again.
0: Yeah, I mean that it was just them. was, that was
2: really bad writing, bad patching up. Mis- it was. I mean, really patching up its own mistakes within that movie. They didn't have to they destroyed that movie it was a bad movie and
0: Topher Grace was a terrible selection I Um, didn't mind him at all actually well (sighs) only if you know the comics because Eddie Brock was a very big imposing figure and I think they chose Topher Grace because they wanted he was close to Tobey Maguire how his body looks he was a parallel to Tobey Maguire so Um, I think that's why they chose him yeah
2: it, it basically got to the point where well that's one of the hardest I've ever laughed in a movie that didn't intend
0: to be laughed at. Uh, I, I accept this. And it didn't help that there were the, a lot of two friends
2: I was sitting next to, the harder I laughed, the harder they laughed. And we almost had to leave because we didn't want to disturb others around us. We, we finally maintained ourselves. That's bad. That is
0: bad. There were a lot of bad things in Spider-Man 3. I will agree with that. <laughs> there were some good things in Spider-Man 3, but there were a lot of things they effed up. And
2: if you really want to get laugh. Just look up uh, Cinema sins on Spider-Man 3. It's about 14 minutes long. It's, it's a pretty good one.
0: Yeah, it's there's there's a lot of flaws in it. <laughs> I'll admit that. Um, I'm cool. They, they did a disservice to his character, which is what ultimately pissed me off, and to the Venom character and the same main character. Like, whereas we talked about Batman versus Superman, they did a disservice to the characters and who they were. Spider-Man 3 did that. that Do you think
2: that killed Toby M- Maguire's career he in a way? hasn't done anything since. I don't really know, remember when um, Secretariat came out. But, I mean, he has done minor indie roles, yeah. but I really... You I mean Seabiscuit? Seabiscuit, yeah. yes. Sorry. Yeah. I don't remember when that came out, but, I mean... I think
0: it was in the middle of the whole trilogy, if I remember right. But, uh, I, you didn't see much more of him after no, that. No, you haven't. Rachel, your number three most hated movie of all time.
1: Only Lovers Left Alive. Never oh, this, yes. This is a little... It's it's a movie made for pretentious movie lovers, which yes. we kind of are. It's We're kind new. of movie elitists. Yes, Came it's 2013. 13. Okay. Um, and the deal is, all of the kind of movie elitist, pretentious movie lovers ate this movie up. The premise is a depressed musician reunites with his lover through their romance which has already endured several centuries is disrupted by the arrival of her uncontrollable younger sister. But it got good reviews, and it's a vampire movie, and it was supposed to be like a different take on vampire movies, and it sounded really cool.
0: Yeah, I was I was excited about. It's this got movie. a good cast. The it cast does, is
1: great. Uh, yes, Tom and, uh, Hiddleston,
0: Tilda Swinton, Wes Yep, John Hurt. Uh, yeah, the cast is great. Yeah and the premise was great and
1: people were praising this director uh, Jim Jarmusch how do you say him Jim Jarmusch that sounds good Jarmusch okay yeah. we'll go with that um, he also directed he, Ghost Dog people yeah. were super <laughs> praising the director as it being amazing this may be the most boring movie I've ever seen in my life like it's it yeah, was it's,
0: it's it's up there so for, boring it was up there for me for most boring movies
1: literally they just kind of sit around in their apartment they're really depressed all the time
0: it's the uh, like vampire version of Last Days
1: uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I like, kind of sit around and do nothing. And then her sister does show up she's the only one with personality. Yeah, yeah. She's kind of interesting. She's probably only there for, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes out of a two hour movie. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's probably about right. Um,
1: and then she goes away and then it's super boring again. And it wasn't even like really interesting when she got there. But then I was like, oh, we're, this is starting to pick up now. Now this is yeah. going to start becoming a better movie. Yeah. I've sat through this for so long and it's starting to get good. And then no, it didn't. It just kind of petered out, and it was a movie about nothing, and it was really boring. And I didn't understand.
0: It was. It was a
4: again. Get- I don't understand why you don't live in the same place because you can't live without each other. Anyway, give my regards to that suicidally romantic scoundrel. Do you really think he is scoundrel? <laughs>
3: Well, let's hope he's just romantic. Even so, I mainly blame Shelley and Byron and some of those French arseholes he used to hang around with.
4: God, I wish that I'd met him before I wrote Hamlet. He would have provided the most perfect role model imaginable.
0: It was, again, a movie I felt like was pretentious for pretentious sake.
1: It was, and I can... It's slow, and I can sit through slow movies, and I can appreciate slow movies. But this was slow with no reason. And anything
0: that makes vampires interesting, they didn't. Dwell no, on or on like that.
1: Did they you even would... kill anybody?
0: I think they did at the very end.
1: Maybe I. I, th- I don't even think they showed it. I think it was they alluded to the yeah, fact that they killed somebody at the end. But it's just like uh, they were kind of. It was kind of like, oh, we've been along for so alive for so long. Life is so sad. There's nothing else to do, really. And didn't they just like,
0: sit around and listen to a bunch of music a lot? Yes. Like, yes. Have, do you know anything about this movie, Jake? I've never heard of it. Oh, you haven't even heard of it? No. Yeah, Yeah, it, it got a lot of praise. I was pretty high for this movie. Um, I mean, the critics give it a 79. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, one review from The Examiner says... Jim Jarmusch's Only Lovers Left Alive is very pleasing to the eye and contains fine performances from its ensemble, but ultimately there's nothing beneath the surface to captivate the viewer's interest. That's exactly it. I, th- I felt like they, the actors were fine. Mm-hmm. It was just a really freaking boring movie.
0: There's There's nothing that happens in the story that hooks you enough to care, and there's nothing about the characters that are interesting enough to care. That, so I don't know why. Correct. Now, Jacob would be an interesting case study because... He has such a love for shots and the way things are filmed. You'll be an interesting case study for both of these specific movies. Last Days and Only Lovers Left Alive because they're shot well, but there is zero storyline to speak of. So I'd be curious to see what your thoughts were on both those movies, if you can make it through them. (laughs) (laughs) My number three, uh, this is funny because Jacob didn't know I was going to talk about this movie. Uh, my number three most hated movie of all time um, is a director that he talked about at the beginning of this podcast and said that we were not going to mention any of this director's movies. It is actually Godzilla by uh, Roland, Roland Emmerich. Emmerich. Holy cow. Yeah. what is actually on my honorable mention. Oh, is it? Yes. What are the chances of that? Here's my deal. This is the one with, is Matthew, <laughs> with Matthew Broderick. This came out in... Help me out, Jay 1998. 1998. Here's my backstory of why I hate Godzilla, uh, directed by Roland Emmerich, and sorry, Matthew Broderick, so much, because I grew up a huge Godzilla fan. I am talking... If we were doing a podcast, of top five favorite fictional characters of all time, Godzilla would be somewhere in my top five. Huge Godzilla nerd growing up. And so... This was, like Ameri- was going to be like the American Godzilla. Big special effects, big-time cast, big-time director, so we think. I mean, huge budget. So I was so insane. I don't – up to this point, this was the most excited I'd ever been about a movie that was coming out. That's how excited I was about this movie. I remember seeing the first trailer, and all it was was like his foot coming down, like in the ocean and all that stuff. I was so super hyped for this movie. It had a
2: pretty good soundtrack. I'll give it that. It yeah, did. the soundtrack <laughs> was good.
0: And it was terrible. I mean, oh, it we was all awful. Know, we all hated know how movie. bad it was. I was so pissed off. Here is my main gripe. We, we know it was a terrible movie, so I'm not going to talk about what a terrible movie it was. As a Godzilla fan, what pissed me off the most about it was that it was a Jurassic Park That it was movie. A, dr-
2: a, poor, a poor man's Jurassic Park. It was
0: a poor man's... It, it took everything that you loved about Godzilla, all the... The thing that made Godzilla Godzilla was he actually had a personality. He actually had a character. There was definite traits and characteristics about Godzilla that separated him from just your T-Rexes from Jurassic Park. They stripped all those away, and he was just a T-Rex from Jurassic Park. Yeah. He even looked like well, the T-Rexes from Jurassic Park more than he looked like Godzilla. Her
2: offspring, apparently. Yes! Or it might as well be Velociraptors. They were. And Velociraptors aren't even the right scale anyway. Yes.
0: It was so <laughs> stupid. It became like, it was like Jurassic Park Part 3 before Jurassic Park Part 3 came out. Yeah. And yeah, the whole offspring, this whole subplot, and they made Godzilla a chick, which I don't know why they did that. They made Godzilla, the, my honestly, my biggest gripe in the whole thing was they made Godzilla a big pussy. I mean, Godzilla's <laughs> a badass, and he's like, or she is afraid of, like, she's running and scared. Well, and they,
2: like, they make it the villain, right? Yeah,
0: and they make her the villain. Make it the villain. They take away all the badassness. They they don't want him to breathe fire for some reason.
2: Yeah. Uh, all the like major like things all, that make Godzilla, Godzilla. This yes, is an excuse they took away. to make another Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park movie. Park. Yes. And, and, I, I, and here we go again. Is this not what kind of killed Matthew Brothers' career?
0: Yeah, because he didn't do anything after and that.
2: Hardly anything. Yeah. After this, I mean, I, 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 this is also, I know I said there are some obvious ones, but this is definitely one because of the cheapness behind it. Yes. Because, um, I, I.
0: But for me, it's such a personal thing well, because I was I, so invested in this movie. Th- there also was
2: really, really bad dialogue. And oh, yeah. surprisingly, because Matthew Broderick, I think, is a great actor. I know he's a great stage actor, but I've always liked him. One, terrible casting choice. Yeah. And yeah. really him or actually you take Hank Azaria yeah. awful. Awful yeah, in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, Just terrible.
0: Yeah. Uh, that that that's my number one if we're gonna do a most disappointed you've ever been in a movie list, that's the most disappointed I've ever been in a movie. Man. Didn't even look like Godzilla. But yeah. I own
2: the soundtrack, and again, I will say that soundtrack was. Wasn't there
0: good. a cool Puff Daddy song on the soundtrack? Come with uh, me. It was yeah, the it spinoff
2: was. of the Led of a Led, Led, Led Zeppelin Zep- song. Up, yeah. was. There was also a really cool uh, Green Day song on there. That's right. Um, that's right. Anyway,
0: I actually saw a Watch Mojo list the other day with. Uh, I didn't watch it, but I saw because you and I are both obsessed with Watch Mojo, and mm-hmm. I'll just watch like ten of in one sitting or more. Uh, there is one that's called soundtracks that are better than the movies. Really, and uh, Godzilla was one of the little thumbnails on. Awesome, it. So, I mean. yeah, yeah.
3: So,
0: and Batman Forever was on there too, which is really, which, yeah. I don't remember uh, that one. Oh, the Batman Forever soundtrack had "Kiss from a Rose" and "Kiss Me, Thrill Me, oh, Kill Me." From yeah, okay, yeah, those were two great songs. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, Jacob, your number two most hated movie of all time.
2: My number two, I, I put down Transformers. But really, it's any excuse to hate in a Michael Bay movie. Because I actually had bad boys here <laughs> in place. <laughs> I mean, you could put Armageddon. Yeah. Uh, in Anything that this man touches, I... is crap. Boop, I hate it. I mean, insert beep noise. I hate his movies with a passion. Yep. So I know this isn't a, a top five hated directors. And there's a spoiler no, for this, when this that list counts, ever comes though. up. The
0: like, like I considered... Adam Sandler movies in the two thousands as a I whole genre. Too. So that's yep. a good point. So, yeah, I, mean,
2: I just think anything this man touches is pure shit. And there's a really good Watch Mojo out there on why his movies are hated movies. Yeah, yep, it's yeah, I it was really, really one. It's really yeah. funny, and they make some great points. And for for anyone who's never thought about it or curious. As to why people hate it so much, it's really good examples of how he uses um, America, America, <laughs> how he exploits women, yeah. how he uses over the top angles and ridiculous explosions, yeah. and you expect me to believe this? Yeah. And his and the number one reason—should I spoil it? I mean, go ahead. Yeah. Is because his movies continuously make a ton of money. Yep. And I yeah. don't understand. Yeah. I, I do not understand. Oh, I understand America's obsession with just. With with these kinds of movies, yeah. it, it, it's so frustrating me because look at we put this movie up next to some of the '70s movies oh, that yeah. had dialogue and acting and all that, and we're up for you know that we you know I guess um, best picture making well, making box money office. Oh, box office yeah. box yeah, yeah, yeah. office and then look at where we're at now look yeah. at where america is today and you want to take this over a thought-provoking movie yeah. that challenges your mind and the way you think and you'll take the shitty at explosions instead that drives mm-hmm. me insane and the way this man directs a movie it's a sin it's a travesty his low anger and you know his, his low camera shots mm-hmm. to show the heroic pose every movie and that camera's always swinging around him like there's some hero yeah uh, yep. and, he, and he especially does it in the bad boy movies uh, i really hate it and transformers in particular you know this was a movie that something i loved as a kid oh yeah and the fact that they've allowed him to get his hands on the teenage mutant ninja turtles movies which yeah, we talked yeah, about before yeah uh it's so wrong yeah. you will make money regardless of who you reject th- you can cast well in i mean it, you'll still yeah. make money but I'm, but it's just so infuriating what this guy does and he continues to make money off of it yeah oh it's infuriating, and and he and doesn't care continue. He, well, does he doesn't not care, care because they're making a ton betrays. of money. He does not care if he betrays the fans of these actual shows, these comic books,
0: whatever. But look, people still go. That's the the problem is.
1: But on the flip side, he's like the anti-J.J. Abrams. Like, J.J. Yeah. Yeah. is is respectful to the source yes. material. He likes to get things off the yes. ground, get them started going well. Like, Michael Bay does the complete opposite of that. Yes. He takes things that you love and just turns them into crap. Yes. Has no respect for any of that stuff. They could do things the right way. He could do things the right way, but it doesn't matter. People are still going to go see it, so why should he put the effort into it? Which it's just is infuriating.
0: And special effects, and unfortunately, people will line up to see that over and over again. Yep, they will. Here's- the only good thing that Michael Bay has ever done was that shot of Megan Fox under the hood of the car. I yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, Come I mean, on, bro. Here, here, here's,
2: here's the thing about it, too, is that... I know this guy has has skills. I mean, I know he uh, can see things behind the lens. I mean, I see some of the things that he's getting at. He just uses all this other BS to exploit it. I mean, yeah. I,
0: it's like mean, honestly, filmmaking.
2: I don't. I th- I actually like The Rock. You yeah, know? The Rock was pretty solid. Um, I heard good things about Pain and Gain about really just that to was actually focus decent, on characters it was a it was a pretty right? it was movie better, for
1: yeah for Michael Bay for Michael Bay, for Michael Bay it was, it was a, a masterpiece well yeah right, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was his
0: it was his Citizen Kane for everyone
2: else it was
1: <laughs>
0: s- maybe slightly probably.
2: above average yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that, that's that's what really bothers me the most is that if he pulled the reins back I think his movies would be decent right but he refuses to. He uh, he doesn't want to.
0: Well, but and he's not going to because audiences are going to go to his movies. So, yeah. I mean, why? As much why as we complain it? about it, people are. I mean, Transformers make hundreds of millions of dollars every single time. Every time, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles made a ton of money. I mean, all his movies make a buttload of money, and it's unfortunate, and it sucks
2: that's the economics of it. But, Yeah. Well, that turned into a director bash, but any opportunity I have yeah. to Hey, that's, that's we're talking about choice. things you talk love to hate. Yeah.
0: Michael
1: Bay is number yeah.
0: 1. Yeah. No doubt. I'm telling
2: movies. you, go watch that Watch Mojo. It's it's
0: a really good one. It was good. Be smarter audiences is what the problem is. Please be smarter. Uh Rachel, your number 2 most hated movie of all time.
1: Premium Rush. <laughs> <laughs> this freaking, so movie,
0: this freaking
2: movie. This freaking movie
1: has it's got Joseph Gordon-Levitt who I'm really high on and I think walking into this movie I was like it's I was like I don't know about it but I trust Joseph Gordon-Levitt and I trust Michael Shannon that they wouldn't they wouldn't be attached to something that's going to be awful and they absolutely were this movie was if you really like watching people ride bikes if you like like bicycle chases
0: (laughs) for two hours, then this movie
1: is for you because there's no storyline. The storyline is covered in about five minutes at the beginning. And then you watch people ride bikes. That's literally the entire movie. The
2: movie was terrible. And this is crazy to say, but I believe this is the only role that I thought Michael Shannon was terrible in.
0: I forgot he was even in that.
2: I mean, terrible might be a strong word, but he's just over the top.
0: For, if, and the it's like the one
2: time it backfires on him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I
0: totally forgot he, he was even in that. Here's
2: an idea. Yeah. The, the director is uh, David Coop. He's also directed Mordecai, Bomb, Ghost yep. Town. Never heard of it. Uh, Secret Window, which I've always heard terrible things about. That's Oh, what I'm Secret Depp. Window. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Stare of, Echo, Star of Echoes. So, uh, Stare of
0: Echoes was solid. Uh, uh, well,
2: I... I don't yeah. know what I don't never saw it so I don't know <laughs> basically if I haven't seen it that means it's not good <laughs> but point being uh wait did, premium was rush he, was a bad movie it was so and bad wants to watch someone just riding a bike yeah
0: that was the pro- for an hour the and whole half. premise like going into it I was like okay so he's a bike rider okay but what's the story oh he's effing on his bike the whole freaking movie
1: the entire <laughs> movie <laughs> Oh, the entire so, so, movie. Uh, you know
0: what I'm furious about? Movies? It's just it was so like I was just I wanted. To, it was one of the only movies I would, I just wanted to get up and walk out of. Once I realized like 30 minutes into it, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're literally going to be on their bikes this entire movie. I really wanted to get up. and okay, leave. And get, I never get up and get leave. Get this
1: though. David Cope also wrote it. I mean, he was one of two writers, but he also he wrote things like he did the screenplay for *Carlito's Way*, what? Uh, *Jurassic Park*.
0: Um, what. I knew he was a big name because you said his name and I was like Spider Man. He did
1: the screenplay for Spider Man. Explains everything. No, but no, <laughs> the first Spider Man was kind um, But he's you. also <laughs> attached to things like. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm getting
0: there. It's K O E P P, right? Yeah, yeah. I've seen his uh, name. The ton. Lost
1: World, Jurassic Park. He also did Secret Window, which we discussed. He did Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, he was responsible man. for that. Yeah. He's also in charge of Indiana Jones 5. So look <laughs> out, Indiana Jones fans. That'll, I don't there, think many people are too that. excited about that one. No. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Harrison Ford just wants to cash all of those checks. Yeah. So there's that. But Premium Rush, was uh, it sucked. It sucked and it shouldn't have because it's got <laughs> Justin Quinn Levitt and Michael Shannon, two people that I trust to make good movies, and they really let me down.
2: Yeah, how oh, he did Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit, which was a bomb. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's very hit and miss.
2: Wow, he is a really good hit put and miss. How
1: do you mess up a movie with Justin gordon
0: Levitt and Michael Shannon? You put, put him on bikes mic? the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. My number two most hated movie of all time. This may seem random. Sweet home Alabama. (laughs) I can attest.
1: We were at 91 when this, the radio station, when this movie came out. And Brandon adamantly hated on it. And I think you even hated on it on the air. I hated it on on
0: the air. I was actually, I became notorious. It actually became a whole running bit. It did. And like some listeners would call up and try to defend them. And I would fight them on the air of why this movie was so terrible. I hate this movie.
2: What's the line in the movie? Like, why you oh, love me so-and-so? It's like, so I can kiss you anytime I want. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. Sweet Home Alabama, of course, starring Reese Witherspoon. It's what really kind of made her a superstar. Patrick Dempsey and Josh Lucas. This is kind of... Here's why I hate this movie so much. Because women love it. It is like the ultimate oh. like woman fantasy. Two super hot dudes. One of them really rich. And one of them, you know, kind of from humble background or whatever, kind of the rough and tough guy with some rough edges that you can improve and smooth over. Here's the deal. Here's why I hated this movie so much.
1: He's actually sitting up for this now.
0: (laughs) Reese Witherspoon was a biggity bitch this entire movie. She was a terrible person. She treated both of these dudes terribly. Neither guy should have liked her at all. She was a bitch to both. They should have both been like, Screw you. I am out. There is no, she had no redeeming qualities whatsoever. It was like the ultimate woman fantasy. Like I'm going to get two guys to (laughs) fight over me. uh, Two of them super hot, totally different guys. One of them rich. Give me whatever ring I want. Treat me however I want. And here was the deal. And then the other guy, like kind of like bad dude, but with a heart of gold. And, and of course, Oh my gosh, there's so many reasons why I hate this. Okay. They tried to paint, you know, most of these movies. They like try to paint them rich guys. Like ultimately, he like betrays her, or does something bad, cheats on her. Patrick Dempsey's character never did that. He was good to her. He he forgave her for lying to him. He forgave her for cheating on him with her ex. All those things. He was good to her over and over and over again. There was no reason whatsoever to to it's betray. It's as if he
2: were McDreamy exactly.
0: <laughs> and so, and then the other dude. And so, and she's a bitch to both of them the entire movie. And in the end, she leaves Patrick Dempsey at the altar. And women freaking love it, like, yeah, girl power. the find <laughs> out, yeah, screw him. He did nothing wrong. And what, like, salt to the wound, insult to injury. He accepts it. He's like, okay, I still love you. You're cool. Be happy. I'll live. It was so stupid. It was so – I hated it. And then even further, the the poor dude who you're like, oh, we love him because he's a heart of gold. It's all right that he's poor. Leave the rich guy. Oh, by the way, he invented some glass-blowing business. Oh, and he's super rich now, by the way, too. So you still get the ultimate fantasy. You still get to be freaking rich. She had zero redeeming qualities. Women love this movie. And it set the whole precedent for, like, romantic comedies for the next decade because of the success of Sweet Home Alabama. It was all about two guys, one of them rich, one of them poor, fighting over some chick who really wasn't that good of a character because it was like the ultimate woman fantasy. It was a woman getting to choose between these two dudes who were super hot for the next decade. I freaking hate this movie,
2: uh, my ex used to watch it all the time. I don't, kind of like it and either. It, it's so <laughs> it's so bad.
0: Stu- it's a terrible and it's, and it's movie. just dumb. and it sends the wrong message. Yeah. It's dumb. She's a horrible person, and women love it. That's what makes me really sick. Is how much women like they think it's a great uh, it sweet romantic comedy. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> I have nothing to say. You nailed
2: that
0: Thank one on you. the head. Thank you. As awesome. a
1: woman, I agree with you.
0: But you're not the typical
1: woman. I'm not. The this, woman is why, loves this, this is why I hate like romantic movies like that because so many of them are just like that. I expect them all to be that way. And when they're not, I'm actually surprised. And this was
0: kind of the standard bearer. This was like the one that kind of started that whole – it made like $130 million at the box office. Huge success. I mean women like, – and, it, and it, it, for the next decade, all the romantic comedies were the same thing, the love triangle. <sighs> <laughs> All right. We'll oh, take a break. Why would you want to marry me
2: for anyhow? So, <laughs> oh, kiss you anytime so I want.
0: stupid. I hate that movie. <laughs> they kiss and lightning strikes.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah. my gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a terrible movie.
4: Hey, cowboy. You owe me a dance. Nice
0: dress. Where's your husband?
4: I'm looking at him. <laughs> Apparently you and I are still hitched.
2: Is that right?
4: Yeah. Why didn't you tell me you came to New York?
0: I needed to make some of myself.
4: About done?
0: What is it about you Southern girls? You can't make the right decisions, you tried all the wrong ones? At least
4: I fight for what I want. Oh, what
0: do you want, Melanie? I don't even think you know.
4: You're the first boy I ever kissed, Jake. And I want you to be the last. Maybe you and I had our chance. Fine,
3: have it your way, you stubborn ass!
0: What do you want to be married to me for, anyhow?
2: So I can kiss you anytime I want? Jacob your number one most hated movie of all time Uh, I have to look at my iPad for this one this is pretty obvious I think on my hand but it's it's I'm gonna say it's attack of the clones Star Wars technically I I thought it was
0: okay I thought it was gonna be one of the prequels because
2: of any of the prequels I think it's the most ridiculous yes uh Disappointing Yes what um, a chance to rebound From Fandom Minutes But there are things About Fandom Minutes That I do actually like uh, Yeah I Darth, agree with Darth you. Maul Darth Maul
0: was awesome Yeah, yeah he was um, And the fight scene Was awesome Right
2: well, a little bit, yeah. But anyway, well, yeah, it was good. But anyway, it was like the perfect fight scene because they did nothing wrong. But well, know. that's true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's the great thing about you know lightsabers is that you can show emotions through them, which <laughs> is what they completely execute in Empire and in Return of the Jedi. And then you have like this amazing stuff, you know, uh, where they're just flipping and doing choreography. Anyway, but I mean, and then also like say a Revenge of the Sith. At least you kind of see the the creation of Darth Vader. So there are little things in there. There's nothing good, nothing good to like about Attack of the Clones. And right when you think where well, you had like a really good premise, I think it's a pretty decent premise. It is. They destroy it by the writing first and foremost. Yes, um, the love story is. It's so bad. One of the all-time worst. One of the love all-time stories. cringeworthy. Yes. Anything, but oh, especially it's so the most uncomfortable. Story part of it. Uncomfortable. No one talks like that. George yes. Lucas has zero idea how to write. No. Uh, any kind of dialogue. No. Between man and woman, or man and yes. man, or woman and woman, yeah. or woman and Chewbacca. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, it's so so bad. But then you take the war scene stuff where you have. Um, all the Jedi going into like this kind of coliseum type thing that like, was totally stolen from Gladiator, and yeah. yeah, you have all the just really the simplistic deaths of these Jedi's that you really do them no justice. Like those guys don't do anything for three movies, and then they show up for this. Uh, and while all that's going on, you're forced me to watch C three PO. <laughs> have all these ridiculous one-liners oh. and R2's dragging his head around he's like, oh, I'm so beside myself. And oh, infuriating.
4: Yeah. Die, Jedi dogs!
3: What did I say?
4: Ah!
1: De- dear, I'm terribly sorry about all this. Oops. excuse me
3: I'm trapped I can't get up
4: Call this a diplomatic solution? No, I call it aggressive negotiations. And I'll right. give
2: that movie every couple of years, and I'll go back and I'll, I'll I'll watch it again, and it's like, nope, I'm mad all over again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate that movie. And the I think the worst of the worst is when they start doing the Yoda fight. I knew in the theater, I was that like, was that's so messed stupid. up. I was that like, was, I was like yeah. you don't do that with no, this that character. Terrible. And look, I might be kind of completely Star Wars nerding out here, but like, that means a lot to a lot of people. Oh yeah. And when you cheap, when you treat it that. Cheap Deeply, yes. it's no better than the the Batman Superman thing we just watched. Yep. You know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja. Tur- I mean, you're just completely abandoning your fan. Yes. And a lot of that was George Lucas so mad at the reviews on Phantom Minutes that he just said "F you" to all his fans and just this is what I want to do because I'm George Lucas and I can. I mean, it was so <laughs> bad and he refused to have any help. That's a good example of someone having too much power yeah. in in something. And I know it's he owns the rights to that, and he, so he has some right to that golly man you're just completely tarnishing your reputation everything that you built in your lifetime you will always be credited to this shit yeah that's it yeah it's so bad the the whole prequel thing is so bad i hate i hate attack of the clones and i don't like the other two much more there is a great great podcast called uh mr uh not a podcast it's a there's a great youtube oh uh,
0: actually well i've actually watched yeah. this yeah i i i, yeah. I
2: advise you all before to watch it i don't know if you watch it since it's mr plinkett's yes. review on all three movies and really it's something that he kind of just came out with the phantom menace first and it was an internet kind of it just because he hit so many hit, yeah. uh, good points on it that he ended up doing it for the other two movies as well Look, if you've got four hours to spend on a Saturday afternoon, <laughs> yeah, that's what I watched. Which like is 15 what minutes I did, of it, yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's first off, there's some really dark comedy in there, but besides that, there's some really good laughs, and even more so, he had some really good points on how to write dialogue, how to write script, the importance of CGI versus um, practical effects. Yeah. Honestly, how to make a movie, and I'm almost positive that J.J. Abrams watched all of that when he was building the new the new star wars really? movies yeah. because they did they did the exact opposite they did, they did everything that mr plinkett advised in in these reviews right anyway i hate i hate I, and i hate to say that that's the saddest thing because, well, because the star wars movies is my favorite my story it's your favorite of all franchise. time yeah and i i it's really hard for me to say that but the, the, yeah, there are such good ideas yeah. And there's just a, a stubborn man, a stubborn old man was given too much power. And I hate that I have to act that way about it. I mean, there's so many things that make me say the word hate. And, just, if, if, and if anything, it's just sad. And I, I hate that I'm like that, but I, I hate these movies. Yeah, That was a good rant. Man. That was good.
0: <laughs> I, really I can't compete that.
1: with these
2: rants, man.
0: <laughs>
1: I just don't hate my number one as much as you hate. Even Sweet Home Alabama, and your number
0: two. Yeah, that was a good attack of the clones. It record. was.
1: I'm sure a lot of people are going to appreciate that.
0: Yeah, right. I would say it's probably one of the most hated movies of all time because you have a passionate, a
1: rabid fan base, rabid yeah. fan
0: base, and you completely crapped <laughs> on. You know what? What they loved. I mean, that's what gets real hate. I mean, when you go see, that's my boy from Adam Sandler. You're like, well, that's a crap movie, but you're not going to. You don't put that much passion into it because you know it's going to be a crap movie or you don't really care. What you really hate is something you're passionate about, something you love. Well, and it's they, like the
2: politics behind it. It's it's like, like, again, it's it's one person refusing to ask for help. Yeah. You know, when he's, he thinks
0: he's the smartest guy in the room. He thinks he has all the answers. Yeah. And that's
2: it's so infuriating. And, you know, there's some questions that this Mr. Plinkett character asks, which are, you know, in the original ones in Star Wars, for instance, you know, Han Solo was supposed to be like a green frog looking guy. Um, C-3PO was supposed to have a salesman type voice and someone challenged George Lucas's ideas and said, mm, let's rethink these. And then that's how he ended up with some of these other characters. Wow. And no one did that with the with the prequels. They Sheesh. let him, they allowed him. So, it, so really the question is, was he as good as we think he was for the original trilogy, or
0: how much or was did that he other have people help? When I mean, we know every- that he
2: had writers come in for the this, for this, uh Empire and for Return of the Jedi, right? And he had Lawrence Kasdan write. Uh, oh, sorry, not Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah, Lawrence Kasdan yeah. direct the second movie. Yeah, um, I believe that's right. And because he had too much on his plate, he needed help. Right, and. Whatever. I mean, just
0: because he came up with great characters and a great overall story doesn't make you a great writer or a great director. And he never got
2: that. We see that all the time. Yeah. I mean, Batman and and uh, Superman are considered great characters. Right. And if you don't have a good writer, exactly, if you don't have a good director. Yeah. I mean, you'll just I mean, destroy. Like what you'll you'll if, destroy something that people love.
0: What would have happened if Bob Kane directed and wrote the Dark Knight movies? He he's the guy that created Batman, or if oh. Stanley would have directed and wrote all the Marvel movies. I mean, you can't do it all. I mean, right. you can have a great idea, great oh, characters, your and create yeah. great universes and things like that. But that doesn't make you. It's pretty rare, kind of and, a if you, and if you can't pull
2: it off once, that means you've been thinking about it for over a decade. Yeah. And if you, I mean, you just, you just don't see it happen too often, especially with uh, action, sci-fi, horror. Right. You know, things where it's kind of dealing with these outside elements where they, they nail it on the first viewing, but it's only like a a flash in the pan if they can pull it off yeah. a
0: second time. Right. Yeah. Rachel, your number one most hated movie of all time.
1: It did make your overrated list. It did not make my overrated list. So we've talked about it before, but The Hangover.
0: Nice. Um let's get, let's hear a rant. That's I've definitely was on my overrated list. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. on my overrated list.
2: Well,
1: and because it's so overrated, I hate it. Like it's 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 made me very angry at this You know why?
2: Cuz it's not funny. No. Yeah.
1: It's not funny yeah. at all. It's stupid humor. Like it's just and everybody thinks it's great. It's got a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: That's what really surprised me is how much The critics, critics loved it. it.
1: And it was stupid. It was kick to the crotch humor, which is just the cheapest form of humor. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. And and everybody loved it. And it was regarded as like one of the greatest comedies of like our generation. Oh, That's
0: people, embarrassing. Were saying, people were saying it was... I mean, just general people were saying... It's the funniest movie they've ever seen or the funniest movie they've seen in the past 20 years. or The funniest movie since fill-in-the-blank funny movie. Right. Dumber, dumber. I
2: just said that The Hangover is embarrassing to our generation because I consider movies like Anchorman the the movie of our generation.
1: The comedy is so much smarter in Anchorman than it is in Hangover. Yes.
2: (laughs) It's hard to
0: justify. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And it made Zach Galifianakis a superstar. Which I, I
1: don't think he's funny at all. I've no, seen him in other stuff, yeah. and I don't think he's... I just, period, I, I
2: don't he think was he's funny. I the only thing good about Hangover. I think he's just... Uh, I think he's pretty one-dimensional. Oh, yeah, he is. And he's hitting us.
0: Yeah. Guys, there's something I need to tell you. Last night on the roof, before we went out, I slipped something in our Jägermeister. What? I'm sorry. I fudged up, guys. You drugged us? Oh, I, I didn't drug you. I was, I was told it was ecstasy. Who told you it was ecstasy? The guy I bought it from at the liquor store. Why would you give us ecstasy? Cause I want everybody to have a good time, and I knew you guys wouldn't take it. It's just one hit each. I used to do three hits a night. But it wasn't ecstasy, Alan. It was roofies. You think I knew that, Stu? The guy I bought it from seemed like he was a real straight shooter. I'm sorry. You mean the drug dealer at the liquor store wasn't a good
4: guy? Let's just calm down. You fucking calm down! He drugged us! I lost a tooth! I married a whore! How dare you? She's a nice lady! You are such a fucking moron! Your language is offensive! Fuck you!
1: But it also made, um... Ken... Ken Jeong? Ken Jeong, It made his career. Yeah. I don't think... I mean, like, he... I think he's funnier than Zach Galifianakis, but I don't really think he's that funny. I think it made Bradley Cooper's career. It did make Bradley Cooper's career. However, Ed Helms just kind of disappeared after that. Of course, (laughs) even in the movie, he was the least funny one. He was. Like, he was kind of the straight man in those movies.
0: He was much funnier in The Office than he was in The Hangover. Yes,
1: Yes, he was. But It just pisses me off. Uh, I mean, in... All in all, it was probably a pretty average movie, but the love for it, that it got and that it was so highly regarded, and even by critics, just really pissed me off and made me hate
0: this movie with a passion. I agree. It, it just wasn't funny. It the, was it was dumb humor that people loved, and it became iconic. The
2: the major thing that's different about Hangover, I believe, than any other comedy, off the top of my head, I'll say, is that it uses cam, a lot of a lot of action. You know, and I don't yeah, mean like, like Beverly like Hills Cop kind of stuff. I mean, like some crazy action sequences. And that's just a, a product, a, a testament to we're in a, a new era of, yeah. of how they film things. So, you know, quick, quicker edits, uh, yeah. you know, things like that. But, you know, you get a lot more of that happening in The Hangover. We, we usually don't see that kind of uh, directing in comedies. I'm not saying it worked at all. No. I mean, the, I think you and I have agreed on this before, Rach, that the funniest part of the movie is the credits.
0: Yep. It is. The yeah. pictures um, at the end. Because it yeah.
2: actually showed what I wanted to see was just them getting hammered. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Well, and there's so much obvious humor, too. Like, like just dumbed down, obvious humor, which which I hate. Like It's it's lowest
1: common denominator yes. humor. It, it just drives me Well, nice. I'll tell
2: you, the second one was so bad that I didn't even watch the third. I was the same way. The the it's situation one situations like I same to give movie? them any more money. It was the exact same. Yeah. Movie. And they even
1: admitted it while yeah. they were doing it. Like, hey, this is the same. I feel like we've done this before. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. Just At awful. least when
2: 22 Jump Street did that, they.
1: It was very tongue in cheek. Yeah. They right. recognized it yes.
2: and they exploited that. And really, it made a pretty sharp movie. Yeah, it did.
1: <laughs> it was funny. I hate the
0: hangover. Actually, there's it's another the one
2: 21, 22, 22 jump street that's kind of filmed the same way that's you know the action all that stuff
0: the hangover would have made my list had it not made my most overrated list but because it was already that was my one parameter even though my number one was the one that crossed over to both lists uh, other than that it would have made my list yeah I don't
2: hate the hangover I just think it's completely overrated and I I don't see how people find it that funny it's when Rach said it it's it's kicked me in the crotch humor which I don't think is good no Unless it's Dumb and Dumber, but that's a different kind. It's
1: still, <laughs> still smarter dumb somehow, clever, Yes.
2: It witty. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's it, it around a <laughs> kick in the crotch humor with witty, yeah, with, intelligent like, jokes.
2: hit him in the back of the legs with a cane humor. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> tape yeah, the yeah, head on a head bird head humor.
0: <laughs> my number one most hated movie of all time is just as obvious, probably, as Jacob's. Yes, it is The Dark Knight Rises.
2: At least I was really nervous you were going to say The Dark Knight.
0: No, I actually, because Heath Ledger was so amazing in The Dark Knight, and the Joker character was so great.
1: That made half the movie really good. Yeah,
0: I agree. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, I I gave The Dark Knight a high rating. I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't not give it a high rating because of Heath Ledger.
2: Well, it's like watching the P.T. Anderson movie sometimes. It's like you recognize that there's no one you can pull for, like, say, The Master, but you still have to give it a high rating. Right, yeah. Because it's amazing.
0: Here's the deal with Dark Knight Rises, though. The Dark Knight... Okay, you remember (laughs) um, in The Usual Suspects where they say that the greatest trick that the devil ever played was convincing the world that he didn't exist? I think that the greatest trick that Christopher Christopher Nolan Nolan ever ever pulled pulled was convincing the Dark Knight Rises... convincing people that the Dark Knight Rises was a good movie. The Dark Knight Rises had just as many problems as Spider-Man 3... But it was masqueraded as a good film, and it was because of all the goodwill and hype that had preceded it with The Dark Knight, and all the hype and goodwill that Christopher comes with the Christopher Nolan name. There was no; it was kind of like it was bulletproof. That movie, people were going to love it no matter what. They themselves. and they themselves, did clearly. They conv- yeah, they convinced themselves that this was going to be an amazing movie. But as many, I have never. And, and, and I'm a self-proclaimed, I will completely admit right now, I don't like Batman, but I sat through Batman Begins. I enjoyed it. I didn't have a problem with it. I sat through Dark Knight. I had some issues with it, but because the Joker character in Heath Ledger, I ended up enjoying it. But I could not suspend my hate during Dark Knight Rises because so many stupid things happened so over and over and over again. So many <laughs> contrivances So many plot holes, so many conveniences, so many like laps of common sense and logic over and over again, whether it be the way that you fix a broken back is by punching a dude in the back and all of a sudden his back is healed, whether it be because you can make a jump that's impossible for anyone to make. Just if you believe in yourself hard enough, <laughs> and that includes like a ten-year-old girl. I like that every time I
2: play basketball.
0: That includes like a ten-year-old girl. That includes when the city is on a is on a time limit to freaking be killed by Bane and his henchmen, but Batman has the time to make a, a gasoline trail throughout the city up on a, on a freaking bridge and make a huge bat symbol that probably took him like eight hours to do. That
1: was my
2: favorite. But it looked cool. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, you know how you laugh
0: during Spider-Man? Yeah. That's how I was during Spider-Man that, 3. Yeah. That is exactly how I was during Dark Knight. I like audibly was laughing and saying, oh, my gosh, and I over and over and over again while watching Dark Knight Rises. There were so many terrible, terrible things in the Dark Knight Rises that it was. Uh, it, it took me out of the movie over and over. And I and believe over that again. you
1: actually wrote down a list of one hundred things that were wrong. I, did. I ended up, I
0: ended up writing a, a list of a hundred things wrong with the Dark Knight Rises. I hated it so much. Did
2: you like um, Tom Hardy in it?
0: Well, up until I, the the end. And, part, and again, the, what they did with his character I thought was stupid, and they basically made him like this dumb lackey. Well, um, when we were
2: going to do our list about top five dumb scenes, yes, uh, my it was either going to be on it or in my honorable mention was how they decided to kill him off.
0: Yeah, they killed him off at the end of it. And They made him this lovelorn dumb lackey that was just going along with whatever she said, which was so stupid. And it shortchanged the Bane character. Yep. I, li- I, like, I like Tom Hardy, period. And he was fine. I wish I could have understood half of what he said. Oh, you think darkness is your ally. You merely adopted the dark.
2: I was born in it. Molded by it.
4: I didn't see the light until I was already a man. By then, it was nothing to me but (laughs) lightning.
3: The shadows betray you because they belong to me.
2: I will show you where I have made my home whilst preparing to bring
1: justice.
2: Then I will break you. Your precious armory, gratefully accepted. We will need it. Ah, yes, I was wondering what would break first.
3: Your spirit. All your money!
0: So, Joseph Gordon-Levitt knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman based on one conversation he had with him when he was a kid. And then Batman trusts the entire city of Gotham with Robin. Well, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, based on one conversation he had with him. This is stupid, stupid, stupid (laughs) stuff. People don't realize... That the city's most famous citizen, Bruce Wayne, disappeared at the exact same time as Gotham's other most famous citizen, Batman, and then reappeared at the exact same time. They don't – oh, my gosh. Batman ended up being a hero for all of about ten minutes throughout this entire trilogy because he goes away because being a superhero is just too darn hard. Um the entire motivation for Batman and Bruce Wayne and all those things. I mean, little things like... <sighs> that movie pissed me off <laughs> over and over and over again. I I, I I wish I actually should have pulled up my list of 100 things.
2: Speak of the devil and he shall <laughs> appear. Oh my gosh, it was so
0: stupid. And how did he get from that... And I, I like that like um, he gets from this... You know, he's in that hole in the middle of nowhere, across the across the ocean. Wherever they never really say where it's Wherever it was. And he escapes and then he shows up in the middle of Gotham, even though it was like, you know, totally secured and guarded. We don't know how he got there. He just showed up uh, the exact same time. Catwoman shows up too and he finds her. No no explanation for that. I and mean, it was just over and over again. Just every single scene. To me, was just stupid.
1: <laughs> she just uh, just happened to know how to drive that motorcycle or whatever. Like she, just... oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And then his like little bat uh, plane or whatever is on top of that building all those years or whatever, <laughs> undetected. So many conveniences. There's so many over and over. Oh, and then um, you know the self bomb or whatever, the uh, self exploding bomb or whatever, and the radius was supposed to be however many miles. I mean, he definitely should have been dead. There is no way whatsoever for him to live. He ends up living, he ends up being seen at the end, except you know of course, nobody recognizes him even though he's the world's most famous citizen. The whole movie was so stupid.
2: Was it written by Christopher Nolan and his brother? Yes, it was okay.
0: yeah. yeah, but again, he was bulletproof. People were just convinced it was going to be a great movie, and it just pissed me off endlessly. That people love this movie. I'll give you Batman Begins and I'll give you The Dark Knight, but I will fight tooth and nail to the end that The Dark Knight Rises is a horrible, god-awful movie. I
2: liked Bane up until they just offed him.
0: Did but you like the movie as a whole?
2: Yeah, I thought it was just okay. It was terrible. At least I mean, you'll say
0: it's okay. Most people say it's a brilliant masterpiece.
2: Yeah, I mean, when, when you point out those flaws, I mean... <laughs> It's just funny the movies that you'll excuse it and the other movies that you won't. Right, you'll, exactly. You'll suspend disbelief and the other ones you won't. Like I won't allow it if I watch Batman, Batman versus Superman, but in that one it's just like okay. I mean there's there's stuff in Dark Knight which I give a ten that you you just suspend disbelief right, for. Right, exactly. That's but, what I'm saying. But when they kind of brought in Ra's Al Ghul's daughter and what they decided with Bane, I was genuinely kind of pissed me off because yeah. he was a pretty cool character at that point. He
0: was. He was. Um, I mean, the little thing, they send every single cop in Gotham down into, every the, single one of them. into the tunnels at the same time. I mean, there was just... You
2: know, they're down there and they're like, I immediately regret this decision. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, the one that wasn't, though, was happened to be just Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. I mean, that was the one single cop that wasn't. I mean, there was just... <laughs> it, it was and that's the thing you, you said exactly right there's movies you'll forget and, more, and and everybody just had their minds made up that they were going to love The Dark Knight Rises that's why it pissed me off I'm like oh, over I here know in the corner like hey everybody this me. is a terrible movie everybody's like nope not going to listen to it this movie's awesome like fingers in their ears they had their minds made up it was an awesome movie and that's what pisses me off so much about The Dark Knight Rises
2: <laughs> I like talking like Bane
1: <laughs> so no one can understand what you're saying? Yes. Ever? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I actually did think he had a cool voice. Tom Hardy's just got a cool voice anyways. Tom Hardy's cool. Yeah. It was a good cast. Yeah. Well, so it a pretty good
2: while, but but it's time to uh, honorable, honorable
0: mentions? Honorable mentions, yeah. yeah. I actually didn't have very many.
2: Uh, I Because I wrote down 98 names last week, I decided to only write down a couple. Yeah. Uh, and really... Uh, there's one in particular that I've o- I almost put on my list. It's ten cup,
0: interesting, which is, is really random. I think for a that lot is of people. Random, yeah.
2: But I play golf since I was four years old. Here we go. This so one. this is again a personal yes. thing, and there's just as a golfer, there's just some things you can't excuse, and and I know it's just a a simple, really sports movie in general, but I had a hard time with the. Uh, the stubbornness of him Mm -hmm. just giving up a tournament and just hitting the shot and shot. And yeah, he finally makes it. But, uh, like for instance, when Phil Mickelson lost the masters in 2008, it was because of stupid decision-making, uh, because he'll, he'll just do ballsy things. That's not smart. Golf's about smarts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, uh, that's why I've never really cared much for Phil Mickelson, because he just has lost tournaments on irrational decisions. And there were so, some things... Now, I know Tim Kump came, came out way before that. And that's another thing. I'm a big Kevin Costner fan. Yeah, I like him too. Um, But I kind of hated the whole storyline set up of him living in some dirt, some goat ranch place, and, and then, you know, Rene Russo shows up and blah 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 if you've seen 10 cup you know the story of it but as a golfer i cannot stay that movie and i wish they come with a good golf movie because really golf's about a lot of uh, psychology and emotions and and kind of a mental mindset and i know it can be viewed as a boring sport but there's a lot of that that can be crucial to really Breaking you down and having a collapse of judgment and things like that—that that can be interesting if done the right way. But instead, like we get Gilmore. <laughs> but instead, we get Happy <laughs> Gilmore, Legend of Bagger Vance, uh, Tim Cup. I mean, the only thing I've ever seen that did golf any justice was when Bear, Bill Murray was on a tee box and lost in translation because he's got a great swing. I thought you were going to say Caddyshack, and it was just a quick, nah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a quick little four-five se- second teeing it off but it was one of the prettiest shots i've ever seen for golf in a movie mm-hmm. other than that i now yeah, there's a little quick round tin cup uh, other movies i'll say real quick were the soloist oh yeah, yeah. Soloist was bad uh australia i mean i, I tolerated moulin australia. rouge australia was
0: awful i never watched it because i thought it was gonna be terrible
2: i did not like iron man 3 i thought oh, it was iron man so bad um, terrible
0: movie like Legitimately terrible movie. Yeah.
2: um, The only other one I have written down, and I'm not really sure if this is fair, but Big Trouble in Little China. I I really genuinely thought this was a stupid, terrible movie, but hate. I don't know if I hate it because there were a couple of times I caught myself a day later going, Big Trouble in Little China.
0: (laughs) I'm going to add Raiders of Lost Ark to my list now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. So I don't really know if that one's fair because I understand the nostalgia for people who watched it in the 80s. But when I saw it last year for the first time ever, I I, I hated some of the things that they did in it. Just hated some of the stupid stuff that's in that movie. But it was
0: purposeful. Like it was, it was, it was campy like in a uh, fun that doesn't work way. for me that's
2: why Rocky 4 doesn't work for me you know but I don't hate Rocky 4 I just think it's stupid Yeah. The, but like this big trouble thing and the listeners don't know this but Brandon and I were going to do a big trouble versus a Raiders of the Lost Ark which I will you. still do any
0: day anytime. I, I will too
2: and and <laughs> I was going to have a good time just shredding this movie I will pick this one I'm going to shred <laughs> it. I will do the same thing with Raiders <laughs> <laughs> but you know Life happens, and yeah. <laughs> you know, never got to it. Oh, uh, but that's more of expect- just a stupid movie.
0: <laughs> that's an amazing movie. It is hilarious. It's so dumb. Eighty-three <laughs> percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics that are is not a alone. hoax.
2: That is. Go back and watch it then for whoever's and, and fans it. So love it. It is dumb.
0: like a cult classic. So dumb, and it has only gained over the years. Oh, God. It's so dumb. That makes me
1: want to hate it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rachel, some honorable mentions for you.
1: I really didn't have too many. Uh, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which we already covered Michael Bay, mm-hmm. which pretty much sums it up. I still haven't watched it. I refuse to watch it. Uh, I loved Ninja Turtles growing up, and he just completely ruined it because that's what he does. And it It's the April O'Neil story, which is the dumbest thing ever yes, when you have the turtles.
2: Yes. Um, I will say this real quick. Because Bebop and Rocksteady are in the second one, I am. I'm curious. Don't don't do it to but yourself. I've I've sworn off Michael Bay movies. And don't so, do it to
1: yourself. It'll only upset you.
2: But I'll admit the trailer because I like, um, uh, tricky that that song. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's an awesome trailer. It is good, and trailer. I'm super curious. But I think I'm gonna hold off. It'll uh,
1: ruin your childhood. Uh, <laughs> um, and the only other one I could think of really was Alice in Wonderland really because i i like the story of alice in wonderland and at the time i was a johnny depp fan i hadn't lost all hope in him yet and that movie was just so boring i it's thought such about a some tim burton
2: movies yeah, there's a, plenty to target. pick from yeah he's there's, a target
1: but uh yeah i was like oh cool and it was like in 3d or something i was like johnny depp in 3d you can't go <laughs> wrong with that yes you can and
0: it was really bad I'll piggyback on that. I'll just throw out Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. I knew you were I, gonna. I, I figured you'd mention it. Uh, I, I I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't hate it, but I I didn't think it was a terrible movie. I should say that I hated it, but I didn't think it was a terrible. I movie. I know why you hated it though.
2: It's because you don't remake
0: classics. Exactly. Well, they're a cheap it, buck. Willy Wonk in the Chocolate Factory should have been an untouchable. And if you're gonna do it, don't make him a a weirdo pedophile. That's my <laughs> that's my rule. And they made that's your rule uh, across (laughs) the board. That's the rule. (laughs) It's a good rule, Brandon. It's a good rule. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Also, piggyback on your ten cup. I've been a football fan since I was five years old. Fell in love with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I'm actually wearing a Dallas Cowboys shirt right now. In the blind side, uh, for me, in a lot of ways, is what 10 Cup was for you. Agreed. Um, first of all, I hated that it was nominated for Best Picture. I think it may be the worst Best Picture nominee there's ever been.
2: I think it's out there. I put it incredibly loud and extremely close. Yeah, that's, that's a good or one, too. The problem with the it was
0: did. it was so emotionally manipulative it was so cheap as far as how it got emotions. From, and it worked. It was oh, yeah. What, it was what I hated. I like, liked
2: it when I first saw it. And the more I sat on it, it was like, what? It was cheap. It yeah. was cheap.
0: Like, the premise, the, the real storyline is really interesting and I think kind of inspiring and
2: cool. That's probably why a lot of people took to it. But, just but, like watching American Sniper, though. But the Sniper,
0: dramatization though. and how they how Hollywoodized it, it was what made me mad. But, but but the real reason I hated it was the football stuff was terrible. Uh, the the scene that comes to mind was uh, when the high school game uh, and Rachel and I talked about this because this was going to be one of our, both of our dumbest scenes. The high school coach that basically crapped on him the entire time, showed him zero love, was really pretty rude and mean to Michael here the whole time. Then the the refs like kind of picking on him whatever, and he's like. Don't you talk to my son? He like basically calls him my son, and I will fight for him. And I lo- like this came out of nowhere. It was so emotional. It was just a huge
1: jerk to him. Yeah, it was and gonna- like,
0: and it like it draws in a reaction from the audience that's completely unearned. But the part that I hated being a football fan right after that was like that inspires Michael over here, and then he starts dominating, and it completely turns the game around. This important game, and they start killing this. He's an offensive lineman. He's an, o- lineman. An, o- an O lineman cannot dominate a game like that. Only a quarterback or a running back can completely take over a game like that. But they made it seem like this offensive lineman completely changed the game and started being the reason why they just killed this team. And as a real football fan, you know that's impossible. Because
2: he was able to take out that linebacker. Exactly.
0: If that was the case, my Dallas Cowboys should have gone 16-0 this year because we have the best left tackle in the game. We have Tyron Smith, <laughs> but he can only do so much. He's an offensive lineman. Uh, and so it's terrible. I mean, the, the football uh, footage and stuff and the blind side was awful. And then it became a uh, it became a Best Picture nominee, so I ended up hating it, which wasn't really fair because it was an okay movie with a good message, but I hated how emotionally manipulative and how hyped it became.
2: Was Sandra Bullock nominated for an Oscar? She won.
0: She won. Which is absurd. I forgot it was, about that. Yes. Yeah. It was, uh, gosh. She won.
2: Well, she she is, beat somebody really the good The big question year. is who she beat out.
0: Let me look that up, and you can edit this out, but I need to look yeah. that up, because she beat somebody she should not have won that year. Okay, so Sandra Bullock, the year that she won Best Actress for The Blind Side. I will say it was a little bit of a weak year, but still the other actresses uh, probably more deserving. Helen Mirren for The Last Station was really good. Carrie Mulligan in An Education. Uh, Gabiri... Cid- I can never say her name Precious The girl that played Precious oh. Gaboray Sidibe Thank you oh, That was really good And Meryl Streep for Julie and Julia Who was really really good I'm usually opposed to Meryl Streep winning Because she always gets nominated That's um, about right <laughs> so I'm just saying like She just gets nominated so much But she was really great Like Mercy Julia
2: nominations
0: too. Yeah like she just Because she's Meryl Streep But I mean she's great uh, so, anyways, that was the year that Sandra Bullock won. Um, and Blindside, I will say that was a weak year overall because that was the year Avatar, Blindside, District 9, The Hurt Locker, and Education, and Glorious Passwords, Precious, a, a Serious Man, Up and Up in the Air. Probably the worst year ever. Uh, for the Oscars, I,
2: that's that's a good call, yeah, because District 9 it, it would never win, but it was really good, yeah. Uh, good call,
0: yeah. It was that was a bad, bad year for the Oscars. So, there we are. That is our most hated movies. Anything else you guys would like to add to the hated list?
2: Well, it's one more comic book movie down before Brandon has to dress up.
0: Oh, my god
2: captain america you know what i hate most about it is
0: that it's gonna be a movie in which all the hype is gonna be about spider-man so i'd normally dress in like my spider-man gear i would wear a spider-man shirt maybe a spider-man oh probably just a spider-man shirt (laughs) and now i'm gonna have to wear my most hated (laughs) freaking hero so i really am upset about this but i'm gonna have to do it but yeah i am super hyped for captain america civil war though uh I guarantee it's going to be better than Batman vs. Superman. And I'm going to be in a freaking Batman costume.
3: <laughs>
0: Jacob is really happy about this. He sounds like the Joker. <laughs> he should come as the Joker that night because he's going to be m- mani- manically laughing. I didn't all lose that a bag. No way. Maniacally laughing. Why would I night.
2: dress up as a Joker in a Civil War movie? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> This is Pulp Fliction. Thank you for listening.